Good morning. I hope you've enjoyed it so far this morning. Whether you've come along um, as part of the baby dedications or whether there's a different reason this morning that you've decided to come to church, I hope you've loved it. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I'm not going to speak for very long this morning, I promise. It's been great this morning praying for the babies and praying for the parents. And as one of those parents, can I tell you that those prayers are so appreciated and so valued. See, parenthood is like the single hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, even harder than I could describe. I was trying to think of an analogy to describe parenthood to you, and I couldn't think of one. So I thought I'd go to the place where I normally go to find wisdom in times of trouble. So I looked on Twitter, and uh, (laughs) I searched hashtag parenting is to try and describe it to you. Check out some of these. It says, parenting is apologizing to everyone around you all of the time. Parenthood is like a never-ending babysitting gig that you don't get paid for. Parenthood is, put that down, don't eat that, I just cleaned that, in that order. Parenthood is the most rewarding gift, if you survive it. Parenthood is a never-ending game of what is that smell and where did it come from? <laughs> you know it. Parenthood is never sleeping in again. <laughs> Parenthood is your kids enjoying that cardboard box more than the expensive gift you just bought them. This is me. Parenthood is realising you're not quite as cool as you thought you were. <laughs> and finally, I think our parents will laugh at this one. Parenthood is God's way of giving your parents revenge for all the stuff we put them through when we were growing up. So your prayers are appreciated, okay? Parenthood is really hard. And I was thinking and praying about what I could speak about to you guys this morning. Because actually, I wanted to speak on something which would be accessible to everyone. Whether you've been coming to church every Sunday for years and years and years, or whether this is the first time you've come to church. I wanted to find something which was accessible. I wanted to find some common ground. And after a little bit of prayer and thought, I think I found the perfect thing to speak on. Okay? But what I need you guys to do is think back to me to your primary school days. Okay? For some of you, like my friend Bill, it'll involve thinking back a little bit further. But um, think back to primary school days in school assemblies. All right? Sitting on the floor the freezing cold floor in a school dinner hall listening to a talk. The older kids get to sit on benches at the back for some reason, but you don't, you're sat on the floor. Okay, what I want you to do now is, while you're thinking about that, think about some of the stories of the Bible you were taught in those assemblies. David and Goliath, Noah and his ark, Daniel in the lion's den maybe, the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus walking on water. Is it all ringing bells? For some of you are like, what? Now I want you to think about the one that stands out to you most. It is, of course, tell me it is, the wise and foolish builder. You all know the one, don't you? It's even got its own theme song. The, help me out here, the wise man built his house upon, and the rain came tumbling. That's enough, come on. Um, think about that story. What I want to do this morning is take that story right out of primary school, I want to take it right out of school assemblies. I want to take it right out of Sunday school. And I want to make it relevant for us this morning. What could this story possibly say to us as individuals today? Can it have any relevance on our lives at all here in 2020? 
So let's read it and refresh our minds a little bit. The story is found in the book of Matthew in the Bible, chapter 7, 24 to 29, and the words are going to appear on the screen behind me. Okay, this is Jesus talking. He says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. So I want to talk really quickly this morning about this story. And let me tell you, it feels a little bit weird for me to be talking about building or construction or anything hands-on. Because anyone who knows me will know I am the complete opposite of DIY savvy. Ask my father-in-law, Steve. He has to come and do every single job in my house. Um, I can't be trusted with hammers and drills and anything that makes a mess. Um, but I'll see where I can get to. It's not my strong subject, but I'll see where I can get to on it. Okay. See, essentially, Jesus is talking about building houses here, but that is, of course, a metaphor for something else. The story isn't really about houses, but it's about our lives. See, what we can say is that every single person here is building something with their lives. We all look to progress, grow, and build something with our lives. Some people build good things. Some people build things that aren't quite so good. But the fact is, we all build things with our lives. And Jesus' big question here in this story, and it's a question I want to ask you guys this morning is, what are you building your life on? What is your foundation? What is the pillar that holds everything together for you? See, for some people, it's family. As long as my family's happy, I'm happy. Everything is about family. It's all focused on them. For others, it might be money. As long as I've got enough money to live, as long as I'm earning enough money, as long as I've got enough food in my stomach, then I'm happy. For other people, it could be about making memories and having fun. My whole life is about having those moments to look back on joyfully and remember the good times. You only live once. YOLO, I think they call it. Can you see, we all build our lives on something. We all have something as the foundation to our lives. But Jesus' point here is that none of those things can truly be a firm foundation. All of those things, no matter how good they seem, are temporary, and all of those things are like sand which can fall away and leave our building, our lives, crashing to the ground. What are you building your life on? See, let me give you a bit of context. Jesus tells this story at the end of what is the most famous sermon of all time, much better than this one you're hearing right now. Jesus went to a mountainside near the Sea of Galilee and gave what's now known as the Sermon on the Mount. And what Jesus did in the Sermon on the Mount was to teach the crowds gathered there a new way to be human, a new way to live. 
See, Jesus was speaking to some guys who would have been Jewish, and their whole life, their whole existence, would have been about following rules and regulations in order to appear holy before God. And Jesus came along and gave the amazing news that true life isn't found in religion, but true life isn't found in striving and following the rules. True life is found in him. So he lays out this new blueprint of a way to live, touching on prayer, forgiveness, looking after the poor, marriage, worry, faith, loving our enemies. And his teaching was so revolutionary that it was about to turn the whole world upside down. So this story about wise and foolish builders follows on directly from Jesus telling us how we should live our lives. So when Jesus says, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, he's talking about his new way of living. Because we all have a choice to make about what we build with our lives and where we build them, what we build them on. To help demonstrate this idea, let me give you four examples of different houses or buildings. Okay? So we have got a beach hut, which is an example of the wrong building on the wrong foundation. We've got a leaning tower of Pisa, which is the right building on the wrong foundations. We've got a garden shed at the bottom there, the wrong building, but built on the right foundations. And finally, we've got a lovely four-bed, uh, semi-detached house, the right buildings uh, on the right foundations. So let's look at us and look at our lives compared to these different buildings. Let's look at the people who can be compared to beach huts. See, beach huts are great for summer, aren't they? Lovely places to go when it's warm and sunny outside and lovely. I don't know why we have these in the UK, because it never gets like that, does it? But obviously, when the weather changes, these huts are flimsy, easy to be blown over, will probably leak, and wouldn't keep you very warm in a storm. Not the natural place you're going to head to in a storm. And when Jesus is talking about storms coming, he's talking about life's challenges. And we all face storms in life, don't we? Things go wrong, difficult situations happen, people die, we suffer from illness, unemployment, family feuds, for some people unresolved asylum cases, loneliness, sadness. We all face storms at some point in our lives. You've heard that famous quote, haven't you? There's only three certainties in life. Death, taxes and a milkshake machine at McDonald's being broken. I want to add a fourth one for you. Death, taxes, no milkshakes, and we will all face hardships. It's a certainty. And with the beach hut, look at its foundations. It's on a beach. There's sand everywhere. The waves are a short distance from it. And when the storms come, when things get tough, when the waves start battering it, the beach hut is going to crumble completely. And hey, you're, maybe you're building your life as a beach hut. Maybe you're going through life looking for things that make you happy. I just want to relax, have fun, find happiness and enjoy the ride. Live, laugh, love. And this is a common standpoint for many people. Let's look for happiness. Let's look for success. Let's look to be liked. This is how we enjoy life by finding happiness. But let me tell you, if you're building your life on that search and strive for happiness and success, then you should listen to Jesus' teaching. 
Build your life on him. Jesus is described in the book of Isaiah as being the chief cornerstone, the most important brick in the whole house. Is that how you would describe him? See, looking for happiness and building a life surrounded by happiness and success will never leave you feeling fully fulfilled. Eventually, it will always lead to disaster when things go wrong, when life's difficulties inevitably arise. Let me give you a quote from uh, Jim Carrey, the famous actor. He was speaking on this very subject of looking for happiness and success. This is what he said. He said, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they can see that it's not the answer. What are you building your life on? Hey, maybe you're not like the beach shop. Maybe you're like the leaning tower of Pisa. The right building built on the wrong foundations. See, the building itself is great, beautiful to look at, designed for a really good purpose, to be the clock tower for the cathedral there in Pisa. It was designed for a good purpose, but sadly, its foundations were wrong. Incorrect foundations lead to the tower leaning to one side. And one day, it'll fall down. It hasn't happened yet, but one day, it'll fall down. And a lot of us can be like that. We can try and lead good lives, Our lives can be built on generosity, kindness, doing good things, charity work, making people laugh, being that person who's always available when you need help, being Mr. Positivity. All of those things are great, and they're all things that on the surface look right, but the Bible's so clear. If it ain't built on Jesus, it's not going to be enough. See, the two houses in the story Jesus talked about probably looked very similar. They probably differed very little in appearance, but the foundations were completely different. Only one of them was built on the rock. Similarly, two lives can look alike. Two lives can look very similar, but the difference in the foundations will be so evident when difficult times come. You might be living a life that looks great, even has lots in common with a Christian life, but if it isn't built on Jesus... And it ain't going to be enough. See, the two builders in Jesus' story, in no doubt, intended to live in and enjoy the house they were building. They were building something of lasting significance. And our lives are a lot like these houses. But our significance is for all eternity. See, we're building our lives, yep, but we're also building our eternal lives. Have you ever thought about that? What you're building now will affect your eternity. See, the message of the Bible is so clear. If you put your trust in Jesus, if you turn to him and follow him, then your earthly life is fuller and live to the full, but more, maybe more importantly than that, your eternal future is secured. You have a place in heaven. It says in the Bible, John 14, 6, this is Jesus talking, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. You might be building, a, building what on the surface looks like the most amazing life, but if it's not built on Jesus, ultimately, in terms of this eternal view, it, it's useless. Not only that, though, but if you're not building life on Jesus, what's going to sustain you when the storms of life come? What's going to keep you going when everything else seems to be falling away? 
adventurer Bear Grylls, one of my heroes, he was asked about his faith, and this is what he said. He said, to me, my Christian faith is all about being held, comforted, forgiven, strengthened, and loved. Yet somehow that message gets lost on most of us, and we tend to only remember the religious nutters or the God of endless school assemblies. But let me tell you guys, a life built on the foundation that is Jesus will lead you to a place where you can face the storms of life and know that you can be held, comforted, and supported. It leads you to a place where you can know that you don't face the trials of life on your own. And as it says in the book of James, that when you, consider, uh, when you um, see times of difficulty and testing, you can consider it pure joy. Don't we want some of that? Don't we want something to build our lives on? Because do you know what? The reality is, most of us don't deliberately seek and set out to build a life on a false or weak foundation. Instead, for most people, we, don't, we just don't think about our life having a purpose. My question to you this morning is, have you asked some of these big questions? Have you thought about the purpose of your life? Have you considered where faith might come into it? You know, this is what I love about the Alpha Course. It's a completely pressure-free, no expectations opportunity to ask some of these big questions of life with nothing expected in return. All right, we're nearly done. The third building is the garden shed. Built on good foundations, but a complete wrong building. See, a garden shed is good for putting tools in, lawnmowers, garden furniture, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a shed, isn't it? It's cold, damp, tiny, probably smells a bit weird, and it's probably, anything like mine, extremely messy. But you know what? Many of us, and many Christians here, will build lives like this. We'll have a solid foundation based on Jesus. We'll come to church and pray and read our Bible, but we won't really believe God's promises over our lives. Yeah, God's good, but he can't love me. He can't resolve my situation. Does he know the type of person I am? Does he know the life I live? Does he know the thoughts that I have? I get it. I'll sing to him. I'll come along. I'll be part of a community. But I won't expect anything else. I won't expect any blessing. I won't expect life to the full. That's for those other Christians, those good Christians. That's not for me. He can't possibly overcome the problem I'm facing. If those are some of the thoughts that you've had, that mindset is religion, and it's ultimately just as dangerous as building your life on sand. It says in John 10, Jesus comes to give us life and life to the full. Jubilee, Jesus didn't come so he could live in a shed. Like, stop living in a shed. If you'd call yourself a Christian, but you're, you feel like you're living in a shed, come out of the shed, for goodness sake, and get yourself into the house. Stop living in fear. Stop living in a way that makes you feel unaccepted. So many Christians struggle on their walk with God because they worry about things. They don't trust God to overcome the obstacles in their life or they feel like they ain't good enough for God's goodness or worthy of his grace. So many Christians live like that. But let me give you some news. None of us are worthy of God's grace. None of us are good enough. What's it saying in Matthew 7, verse 9? This is Jesus talking again. He says, Which of you, 
If your child asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for fish, we'll give him a snake. If you, then though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Hey, we all fall short of God. Jesus refers to us as evil. In no way are we good enough for God. So don't be, you know, discounting yourself from all that God's got for you because God wants to bless you. He wants to give you life to the full. He wants you to know that you're loved, accepted and forgiven. He wants you to lift your head up, come out of the shed and into the house. Okay, the final building we have is the perfect one. The house. The right building, the right foundations. So we moved house last year and it's uh, it finally feels like a home. It started to feel like a home as soon as you unpack the first box, which, uh, thanks to living with the most organised person in the world, was like, as it was coming out of the van, she was already unpacking it and putting it where it goes. Um, but we moved house last year, and let me tell you, I've literally never once worried about my house falling down. Never. That thought has never crossed my mind. Like, this week we had Storm Brendan, didn't we? We had winds and rain and all sorts of, uh, of, of stuff going on. There's a bit of a storm happening. But the thought of my house falling down literally never crossed my mind once because I know that my house is built on a safe, secure, solid foundation, obviously. But do you know what? This is what our lives should be like. Do you know that it's possible to have a knowledge that you have a secure future? It's possible to know that no matter what life throws at you, things will be okay. It's possible to know that your life has a purpose. And the answer is Jesus. So a life built on Christ's foundations will look different. It'll involve putting others first. It'll involve being joyful and welcoming. It will involve going out into the world and bringing hope, peace and good news to others. And it will involve a confident assurance during tough times. A knowledge of Jesus' teaching, it must lead to action for us. Our theology must be affected by Jesus' words. If not, we're building our lives on sands. If you would call yourself a Christian here this morning, I want to just ask, is your life affected by Jesus? It's not all about coming to church, is it? Maybe you've been coming along to church for a while on Sunday mornings. Are you confident that you're living for Jesus? Are you all out for him? Is it affecting every area of your life? Because you can't just hear Jesus' words and assume it's going to be enough. Our actions need to be changed. We need to build our lives on his words, and you can do that today. All right, I'm... And nearly finished. If the band can come up, we're going to finish. Uh, we're going to do a final song. Um, but I want to come full circle, okay? Because the idea of today was to pray for the little ones and the parents. And my job as a parent is to give both my children the knowledge of this firm foundation. Tell them stories about Jesus. Take them on this faith adventure with me and my family. Show them what it means to live for Christ, to put others first, to be part of a community of people who genuinely care about each other. But one day, both my little ones and all the babies today are going to have their own decision to make about their faith. They're going to have their own decision to make about what they build their lives on. 
And I can't do that for them. And that's the same for all of us here today. We all have a decision to make about what we build our lives on. What are you building your life on? Maybe you've come here today and you've never explored Jesus. You've never thought about making that decision for yourself. Look, I'd love to invite you to Alpha. Starts next Sunday. Spend a few short evenings exploring the Christian faith, the teachings of Jesus and the meaning of life. You've got absolutely nothing to lose and a glorious eternal future again. Let me ask you one last time. What are you building your life on? Maybe you're in the midst of a storm right now. Maybe life's pretty rubbish for you right now. Maybe it's just tough. Friends, there's an answer. His name's Jesus, and you've been knowing. Let me pray, and then we'll sing. Lord, thank you so much for your teaching on building our lives on solid foundations. Lord, thank you that I made that decision some 12, 13 years ago to put my trust in you, Lord, and it's led to the greatest adventure that I could ever have wanted, God. And Lord, I thank you so much that in times of difficulty, when the storms of life come, I thank you that this knowledge and truth of your firm foundation is what sees us through. I want to pray for each of us today, God. Would you just help us to look to you, look to your foundation, and build our lives on that? We pray for these children today, God. Would they grow up to make the decision to trust you, to go on the adventure and have life to the fullness that you give them? Would they build their lives on you? Jesus, you're so good to us. We love you, and we thank you so much for your presence today. Amen. Why don't we stand? We'll sing one more song, and then we'll sing.